draft season podcast. We're back. More NBA draft 2022 analysis. We are here to talk about one of the interesting wing prospects, um, you know, slated to go in that top 10, top 15 range, probably a little higher than that, depending on who you ask it. But no other than Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin, sophomore, another another wing who went back to better himself and, and get a little bit of feel to his game. I'm with Sean 5K. Please talk to him. Yeah, man. Yo, I think, I mean, Johnny Davis might have the most impressive accomplishment out of any of these lottery kids. Kids is about to get drafted. He made Wisconsin basketball interesting. Like, I don't like, I don't know how he did it, but for the first time in, in perhaps ever, Wisconsin basketball was actually fun to watch because of the presence of this kid, Johnny Davis. One of my favorite players to watch in this draft. He had a pretty interesting route. Uh, Three-star re- recruit out of Wisconsin. Uh, chose to stay home and play for the Badgers in terms of what he did. And we I know we spoke about this on the pod earlier in the season in the Big Ten. He, being one of the best conferences in, in college basketball, being one of the most competitive conferences by far with a lot of the best teams. Wisconsin was predicted to finish ninth by Sports Illustrated during their preseason preview. And they ended up earning a share of the regular season title in, in large facet because of Johnny Davis. So, I mean... Before we do get into it, I mean, what did, what did you make of Johnny's season? Wisconsin, um, you know, was, was very good in that Big Ten conference. Like you mentioned, um, we, we often talk about how tough that conference is and every night is going to be a dogfight. Um, Johnny Davis um, last year got to the line extremely well. Um, he's somebody who, who averaged, I think it was either between five or six free throws a game. Um, you know, and at, at the college level where that game is slow and, and murky sometimes, you know, free throws are an important way to put points on the on the board when you're watching those CBS 12 o'clock, um, 35 to 35 uh, second half games in the, in the Big Ten. So free throw, getting to the line is important. Um, he doesn't waste any dribbles. And I think that's something I look for in guards a lot. Um, he's somebody who who's very decisive with his move. One, two, three, boom, I'm getting into my shot. And, you know, we are the N1 generation. And shout out to N1. And, you know, people do love the highlights and the dribbling. But there's something about simplicity and knowing what move you want. Um, knowing the defender can't stop it and not playing with your food. So if you're able to get your, you know, your two dribble pull up mid-range, boom, that's the shot Johnny Davis takes. And he's another mid-range merchant. And I think, you know, there's a few of them in this draft and he he's probably one of the best. And he's somebody who, who plays within himself and plays within his game. And he has a pretty solid, you know, frame. He, he can add some weight on it for sure. But, you know, he gets his shot off when he wants. The pull up is, is incredible for me. I think so. And I think as he starts to expand his range, you know, his his mechanics from mid-range and free throw are all good. And I think that points to becoming a solid three-point shooter at the next level as well. The difference in roles from year one to year two, he was he was kind of their defensive guy, one of their most important wing defenders in as a freshman. And he was kind of the alpha and the omega when it came to the, uh, the Wisconsin offensive ecosystem. So he definitely blossomed into a one-man offensive hub that brought the versatility and, and just the offensive prowess to get him a shot 
in any way whenever he needs it. Raz, you brought up the one dribble pull up, and and yeah, Johnny's mid range ability and his his ability to really, you know, I'm not gonna throw out any names, but there's some NBA all stars that his game flashes the likes of when we talk about Johnny Davis. I wouldn't mistake him for an elite athlete by NBA standards, but he operates on the offensive side of the floor as as like a technician. And you you hit it on my like before I could even read it off my notes, Raz, but. But yeah, he every every dribble, every move he has is is set up with a purpose. And even when it comes to ball screen situations, and he isn't necessarily the best passer, but when it comes to use of a ball screen as a scorer, he's able to he, he'll he's able to to throw his defender into the screen, project the screen to get to his dribble pull up. One of the most impressive shot makers in this class, I think. If we just got in the stat lines. Um, it's not really going to read off that way. It's one of those things that you have to take with context. And the context of that Wisconsin offense is he had to create everything. And and nobody else is really getting him any type of easy baskets. He does combine the burst and, and the first step with a functional handle that I'm going to say functional. It can improve. I would definitely say the handle can be loosened at times and it can be stripped when guys are uh, when he's dribbling in traffic. Usage rate during during the sophomore season was a was a hardy 33 percent of the team's possessions which showed off his skill set over the course of the season it kind of just made the weaknesses kind of glaring which ended up hurting his overall efficiency he shot around 31 percent from three-point range as a shooter i mean you spoke about the shot and then not fully buying into the shot so what are your what are your concerns on that level and it's not about not fully buying in i think his shot, shot selection is something that's going to have to improve. I think he had to step into a role last year that was, um, you know, that he proved to be ready for and willing to accept. But I do think with some of his shot selection, his efficiency kind of kind of dipped there. Um, I think, you know, earlier I said he has the mechanics and I have the confidence in his mid range and his free throws. So I do believe he has the ability to extend his range. I think it's just going to come with better looks. And being that he's going to fall to a team that he doesn't have to be the go-to scorer on. And, you know, he has played in a complimentary role, obviously, in his freshman year. I think that's going to be something where he's going to be able to earn minutes being that off-ball scorer, where it's, the focus isn't going to be on him. Hence, he'll have better looks. And we'll get into the defense in a moment. But I think overall, he's shown the ability to play in different roles. Uh, from his freshman to his sophomore season. And I think he's also shown a solid understanding of just offensive dynamics that should improve over time as he picks up more experience. I wouldn't call him an advanced passer, but he's shown the ability to read the floor and, and use the effect of his scoring gravity into turning that into opportunities for his teammates. I think at the next level, that's another thing that he's probably going to have to be, you know, even a, a little bit more of a, a willing passer and you know being a little bit more creative and he would he'll miss his reads from time to time but i do think that's something that he's going to be able to improve on he also moves really well without the ball if he's able to use screens to get open really effectively he can throw in jabs false steps head moves and and pace variation which combined with you know taking really good angles curling off of screens it makes him a tough cover somebody who's able to get downhill even when the ball isn't in his hand he's also pretty aggressive when it comes to like like fronting you know smaller guards if you throw a smaller guard on him and and you know getting those easy duck-ins getting into the defense for a second because i do think he's a pretty rugged defender who 
once again battles through screens he's able to fight on switches and close you know close out effectively his defense is actually his most underrated trait and think when he gets to the next level and he's able to focus uh hone in more on defense on the defensive aspect of the court we're talking about somebody who can really be a solid solid point of attack defender but what do you make about his defense already i think defensively he he's he's fine like i think that's the best way to put it like i don't i don't think i think he he has the ability to be an above average defender um he brings the energy on that side of the ball um and i think that's where he's going to be able to crack rotations in the nba um early on if his if his shot and things aren't falling like his effort on defense is 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 above average and he's somebody who who's willing to fight and i think you know that 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 is big 10 basketball by the way like that is something where every you know all of those those guards and those wings and even the bigs you know it's, it's rugged and it's a tough league so you have to at least bring the intensity on that side of the ball unless you know you're jaded ivy yeah, so I think I'm I'm buying the, the Johnny Davis stock. I think he's gonna settle in as a you know, I think a, I think he has potential to be an above average starter on a, on a really good team, a scoring guard who's able to create for himself shooting off the dribble, use his handle and burst to really put pressure on the rim in in pick and roll as a, as a playmaker. So just talking about the defense and how he's able, I think he's we talk about screen navigation, which is something that the aforementioned Jaden. Ivy really struggled with, you know, just fighting around screens, being a step late. Johnny's effort level and, and just his motor and his work rate on defense is extremely high. That's something that's going to translate because you can't, when we, when we actually get into the fine lines of what really makes somebody, the difference between the margin between being good and great, you can't teach effort like that. Let's talk about fit for a second. Johnny has a pretty interesting range of where he might end up on draft night. Well, we talk about some of the favorite landing spots for Jock. Now, if he had a bad day and, and fell out, you know, of the lottery, um, I would love to see him go to the Hawks. Um, I think that's a team that could use him at that, that two-guard position. Um, but being more of not wanting the young man to lose any money on his table and on his plate, um, I wouldn't mind seeing him fall to the Pelicans. The Blazers are another option. I think the Blazers probably would be the better option than the Pelicans. There's a logjam there now with, with CJ, but I mean, that's somebody that he would, you know, be great learning oh, under. Portland too. I mean, yeah, but I don't... Yeah, Simon's still there. Simon, Simon is there, but I don't... Simon's I'm not seeing it. He probably will get the bag, but it's not as much of a logjam, I think, with, with some of the stuff out there in, in New Orleans. Um, The Pacers is probably... A shot where he'll he'll get some playing time early. Um, that team looks like they're trying to rebuild, and you know a backcourt of him and Halliburton is something that I would I would sign up to watch. So those are probably the three spots I'd go with. You know, in the back half of the lottery, which I don't expect him, I I have him higher than this. But like we said, if he has a bad night and he does fall, I think that landing spot in Cleveland possibly. If we talk about, we don't know the long term future of the Garland and. Uh, Colin Sexton backcourt. I think he is somebody who could slot in pretty well next to a Darius Garland. If he's at 11 for the Knicks, I'm, I don't know, man. I think that's kind of just like, that would be best player available for me at 11 with the Knicks. I don't love any of the spots for him in the top half of the lottery for Johnny Davis. So I think that, you know, kind of throws a monkey wrench into it. There's a lot of, you know, 
just spots that is he going to be able to get his game off to the best of his ability and I'm not sure what spot that really is for him in in the lottery I think a lot of these teams have their guards of the future and you know know the guys they want to play around and play with so I think it's going to be interesting but overall with Johnny man I think he's gonna it's gonna be pretty hard pressed for him only way I could see him you know faltering at the NBA level is just if the shot does not translate so I'm I'm buying my Johnny Davis stock if anyone is selling but Raz any any last takes on Johnny Davis I think he has the ability to be a highly productive player in this league. Um, like you said, it's it's about fit, you know, with a lot of these prospects. Um, I, I would love to see him drop and fall to some of those teams that could use him a bit more. But, I, you know, for his pockets, I would love to see him get drafted as early as possible. But uh, I'll say, you know, like even when you said, you know, something like the Knicks, I, I would be cool with that. But, yeah, Johnny Davis, um, you know, very productive prospect. And I think he's probably one of the best wings in this in this draft. Make sure you guys are subscribed and are liking these videos. We'll be back with more content sooner than later.